Hi, welcome to the Firefly Movement podcast. My name is Alyssa Williamson. The Firefly Movement is a group of licensed professional counselors and marriage and family therapists in the Dallas area. We're here to talk mental health. We occasionally like to talk about the Enneagram and we like to interview people who are making a difference in the world to find out how they got in touch with, started developing and using their unique gifts in the hopes that you'll start using yours. You can nominate people that are lighting up your world at our website, fireflymovement.org. Here's the show. Okay, so welcome to our very special episode of the Firefly Movement Podcast. We're here to talk about COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Um, I was going to post a different episode on Monday, and after everything that's happened, I really thought that we needed to go back and create something that was going to be applicable to what people are going through right now, because we're kind of dealing with a worldwide crisis and people's mental health issues are really, really coming out. So I'm here with Erin Johnson. Hello. Um, she is my coworker, and we're going to deviate from the normal format where I really just kind of interview someone and get to know them and get to know their Enneagram number and all the, you know, all the things that they do so that we can really talk about um, some things that will really hopefully help you and your family when it comes to dealing with mental health stuff while you're dealing with this. But first of all, um, I just want to introduce Erin. So um, if you can say hello, let them get to know your voice. Hi, I'm Erin Johnson. Okay, and can you just tell everyone a little bit about um, what you do, what you specialize in? You're a counselor, and we work together. Yes, I'm a counseling intern, and we do work together. I work mostly with um, adolescent girls and women and life transition, relationship issues, a lot with anxiety, depression, uh, LGBT group, and Enneagram. I do several anxiety workshops, some Enneagram trainings, etc. Lots of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So both of us are therapists and we're seeing people in the middle of this. I know there's been a lot of anxiety I've heard come up around the coronavirus and then on top of that we're just human beings and we talk to people so um what are some of the things that you're seeing that people are anxious about oh well we've been seeing where do we begin right (laughs) right (laughs) supplies um what schedule what life is going to be like uh what we're doing tomorrow obviously are we going to get sick are we going to lose loved ones um how do we protect ourselves how do we protect our family um yeah all that good money yeah all the things toilet paper <laughs> being locked up inside for being a long locked time inside <laughs> yeah there's a a quote that i know we talked about this earlier but um from Simon Pegg and he wrote and was in um the movie Shaun of the Dead which is about zombies and i'm not a big zombie yeah. movie person but i saw this movie when I was in college and I heard an interview from him about it, but he talked about how in that movie it's really about relationships and how basically he what he said is your life inside of a zombie apocalypse is exactly the same. It's just happening inside of a zombie apocalypse. And I think the same thing goes for any kind of crisis like yes. COVID-19 where all the issues that people are dealing with beforehand are still there. It's compounded. So, yeah, exactly. So if you're dealing with an eating disorder... You're now dealing with an eating disorder inside of a pandemic. Yes. Or if you're dealing with issues in your marriage, 
that's not happening inside of this. Um, And so people are worried about supplies and toilet paper and things like that. But I also see people worried about things like being cooped up in the house with their kids and managing their own anxiety that they might have had beforehand while their kids are everywhere and there's clutter or, you know, even... Not stuff we focus on or plan on, but it just is coming up big yeah, time. Big yeah, time. absolutely. So you do workshops on anxiety I for do. women and teenage girls. Is that right? True. Yes. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you recommend for people if they're trying to manage their anxiety? Um, I mean, if it's a higher level, I mean, first we, I kind of pun in saying um, I try to take some of the anxiety out of the anxiety first, meaning... I teach them what's going on physically um, in their bodies and their brains. So why they're reacting the way they are, that their body's actually trying to protect them. It's all, it's all normal and a good thing because a lot of people don't know how that works and therefore they don't know why certain coping skills work. So So what is going on in someone's body when they're dealing with anxiety? Well, um, I mean, a lot of chemicals are released. Your, your brain is basically constantly on the lookout for protecting you and constantly on the lookout for fear. And so I don't think we realize that. But once you're faced with it, even if it's perceived real or not real, um, it sends signals to the rest of your body and it gets you ready to fight, flight, freeze, yeah. run, protect basically protect like hey we faced something like this before I'm never gonna go through this again so um you know muscles are building oxygen's flowing you're having a hard time breathing you're getting lightheaded your heart's pounding all those things are very normal upset stomach um all the bathroom issues all the things (laughs) the fun things sweaty hands um all those there's there's visceral reasons for those and um you're also going to a different part of your brain. I, I symbolize it by saying upper and lower parts of your brain, but there's not a whole lot of um, <laughs> reasoning and yeah. ability to that whole front rationally part of your brain respond. Is just right, when yeah. we're in fear. So, step number one is always to stop, step back, and get you into the right part of your brain so you can even handle and see what's okay. going on or what you're fearing. So how can you get into the part of your brain that's going to help you stay calm? So you have to do anything that's grounding techniques. Like you have to get into the here and now. So instead of focusing on whatever you're fearing, future, what might happen, what is happening. Um, so it, it's different for everybody. I mean, some people, you know, they joke and say, just stop and breathe. But there's specific ways to do that that yeah, are helpful. Yeah, you can breathe in a way that's really yeah. shallow and gives you a panic attack. <laughs> and you want to punch somebody when they talk yeah. to breathe. <laughs> just breathe. Um so, no, I mean, some people, it works for them to really focus on that, like box breathing. You count in, breathe in for four, hold it for four, breathe out for four, hold it for four. I'm I'm a little too, when I'm anxious, I'm not going to be counting. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. or really think through that. So, for me, what works best is, like, finding everything in the room that's one color, like yellow. I'm really focused on that, and it's very quick for me that it calms me down and and brings me to here. And now little kids, we talk about, like, hot chocolate breathing because they understand that, like, trying to blow something to cool off. Yeah, and that's just extending the exhale. Or um, doing figure eights in your hand or counting or, or doing your five senses or feeling what you're standing on or sitting on or what clothes you're wearing. It's just anything to bring you in the here and now and that's that's the immediate 
to yeah. bring you to that part of your brain, and then you start doing the work. Got it. And so all those things, the theme I'm hearing is that you're using the five senses that you have. So either yes. looking for things in the room or using your sense of touch to feel your clothes. Yes. Or taking time to breathe and to like feel that right. sensation. And I know one thing that we talk about with clients a lot is that even though it's really cliche, your breath is like a remote control for your brain where yes, like just that. like your brain tells your body to breathe really shallow, like you're ready to run mm-hmm. by slowing down your breath. You can send the signal back to your brain and it works. And we're okay. We're not running. We're not running. We're not running. We're, we're going to slow down our breath. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, that's good. I do that with clients. I mean, I know when you, you know, do that with clients, it works with, really quick. <laughs> yes, and you're dealing with your clients or your teens or or yourself. You can't just start asking questions or trying to fight these fears or thoughts because you're you're not in that right part of your brain. That's not, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, it's, it's no good. So that's step number one. Yeah. Um, and then from there you do the work. Like, what is it I'm fearing really? Um, you know, is it what I call puddle deep or well deep or is it, um, and what's realistic, what's uh, meaning, you know, most of us fear or fight over, have conflict in what I call puddle deep problems. So they're, they're surface problems, mm. but really it's all based on something much, much deeper. So we may, that might ignite a fear of ours. That's really a lot deeper. So trying to figure out what it is exactly that you are actually yeah. scared of happening so or facing be, or feeling what would be an example of puddle deep okay. that might and the well deep that might actually be driving that um well let's say you're really nervous about doing something at school so you're talking to your teacher um and you don't feel like they're really listening to what you're nervous about. They're just kind of brushing you off and whatever. And, and you start to get really panicky. And yes, you're scared about whatever activity is coming up. But when I say that's a puddle deep problem, like, okay, you're not being heard right now and you're nervous and nothing's getting resolved. But well deep would be, I don't feel like I'm valuing, valuable enough to be heard. I don't feel mm. like anyone ever listens to me. I don't feel like I have worth here or that I can ever, ever do anything correctly um, where people see me or, or know who I am. I mean, that, you don't know that that's what's going on right now, but that's big time touching on that well deep fear. Is what yeah. I call it. yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I could see that coming up a lot with, COVID-19 where you know I think I just think the toilet paper thing for instance <laughs> oh no one it just everyone it's everywhere it doesn't make any we sense all pee and poop the same amount it doesn't make any sense <laughs> right but I think that people for freaking out and buying all the toilet paper because it's something they feel like they can control mm-hmm. yes. so they go buy all the toilet paper even though it makes no sense because I can control that but I can't control necessarily some of the other factors yes. that are going on in my life right now. So what you just said <laughs> is um, a lot of step number two. Okay. So um, what what I like to do, depending on your beliefs, um, I, I've heard there's really three different aspects of control, right? There's either what we call God or nature or or chance, I don't yeah. know what you believe, uh, yourself and for the, others. For the sake of now, we can just say God. Okay. I tell my clients God or the universe, whatever you say. Okay. But yeah. 
So there's control that is belongs to God or the universe. There's control that belongs to you. And there's control that is others. We spend most of the time anxious about the ones that go under others or God and the universe. So I literally make the clients space those out and whatever problems we're facing, which is under what, and we, we can focus then on what's under your control and really see what you're able to do about any situation yeah. you're facing or fearing, and it gives you a lot of power back, right? A yeah. lot of that fear goes away. Or And if it's under God or the universe, that doesn't mean it's still something we're not scared about, but we can't spend the energy focusing on that because we can do nothing about it besides what you can do, which would be pray or mm-hmm. hope or... yeah. And practice compassion for yourself in the middle of that because I think there's a lot here where we can challenge a lot of the irrational fears that people have and that can be helpful. Like I've had clients that were concerned that this would go on forever and rationally speaking, I don't think anyone is predicting this is going to go on forever. It might go on for a long time. I think you should prepare for that. But, you know, saying that this is forever is kind of catastrophizing and not based on any evidence that we have. Yeah. And let's be real. There's... There are rational fears yeah. to have in this. Yeah, I mean, but there's, again, there's this. those things that people are really are scared about, like losing loved one, things things like that. Yeah. 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 So what hard. would you tell people when they're dealing with those types of fears? Um, again, it's what's under your control or not. So if it's a fear of losing loved ones and et cetera, well, then it's... What can you do about that? You can you can keep yourself as healthy and safe as possible so as not to spread anything mm-hmm. to them. You can give them information if they don't have it. And mm-hmm. with what they do with that is under their control. That's others. Um, pray for them. You can reach out and talk to them. You can do whatever you can do to be supportive with food or supplies or whatever it is that you can possibly do to help. But that's... Yeah. That's what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, share with them that maybe you're a little afraid or maybe they could calm your fears a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. And I think not just bottling those emotions because it's outside of our control is important too. Where mm-hmm. naming and actually identifying, okay, I'm feeling this. Yeah. And recognizing that it is normal. Of course you to are. To feel anxiety. Yes. Um, when people are dealing with this type of stuff and that yeah. this is, I mean, truly people are dealing with trauma around the world right now. Yes. And so for you to feel anxiety is a natural and healthy response. It's what we do with that. It's how we That's protect important. ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, you know, if you're find yourself being, you know, flying off the handle at your kids or, you know, something like that, taking time to say, you're doing the best you can. You're feeling <laughs> some anxiety. Yes. <laughs> And then choosing to not beat yourself up and to then just do the next right thing that is there in front of you. And that's exactly. Kind of, yeah. And that's why it's so helpful to see what is under your control because you can feel a lot better about that. You are doing everything that you you can. That's yeah. up to you to do. And you can feel a lot better about that. Like you're proactive. You're taking care of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the last thing people need is shame on top of... Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, on top of everything else <laughs> on that's going on. top of anxiety and worry and panic. And... Well, and I think as human beings, we can endure so much and deal with so much suffering and bear up under that if we feel seen and connected and can be on our own side and on the side of the people that we love yeah. uh, in the middle of that. And, and share what you're scared about, like you said. Yeah. Speak it out loud, I bet. 
most people around you are sharing in the same things. Yeah. What and, are they doing? And I think that this is really an opportunity for a lot of people. I, I think I think my concern is that the social isolation that comes with this, um, with social distancing, will compound some people's mental health issues. So what are some things that people could do maybe to stay connected to each other and to, you know, show love and make sure that they're not emotionally isolated in the middle of this. Absolutely. Well, it's a beautiful time (laughs) (laughs) with the uh, technology age that we're in. Um, So sending out a text, uh, calling, FaceTiming, uh, anyone that you are around, checking in with them, see what their fears are that are going on or how they're handling it or, or, and let's also check in guys about what's good. Share the toilet paper. (laughs) And what's good about it, you know? Maybe I get to slow down a little bit and, like, talk to some people I haven't gotten to in a while. (laughs) I've had a lot of friends be like, I cannot wait. I'm not leaving the house for two weeks. I'm an introvert. I've been training for this my whole life. (laughs) Now, I am not an introvert. I am very extroverted. But I'm even, like, I'm really kind of happy to have a few things canceled. (laughs) I know. Yeah. It might be nice. Yeah. I mean, it'll be hard. And mm-hmm. some people are, can't be cooped up in the house and mm-hmm. it causes more arguments and kids are bored and, you know, yeah. but well, yeah, I'm excited. About and we're both that. parents and I, I think that maybe we should talk a little bit about how, how to talk to kids about this and how to keep yourself and your kids sane. Yeah. yeah. If, if school's going to be out for a while. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What do you think about that? You know, the more planning you can do the better I mean I know that sounds horrible yay two weeks off but the more you can say hey here's some ideas for us to do in the house or here's what to expect or you know open that up for your kiddos to have conversations about it not let's not talk about this let's not Mm -hmm. stress them out like they're gonna have questions like why are we home what are we gonna do and and hey guys that's this is awesome what can we do come up with some fun innovative things to look forward to or I mean, I know that's easier said than done, and then we argue about that, and we can fight yeah. about that, but... <laughs> yeah. No, I saw this really funny meme, because I had posted on the Firefly Movement page and on my Instagram, which is just a sample schedule that someone else had made up. I didn't come up with it, mm-hmm. but I was like, if you guys have anxiety around what having your kids do? home, yeah. let's hit that nail on the head and come up with some structure and a plan for that. I am not naturally a super structured person. No. So then my friend took that, posted that next to another meme that said <laughs> there is no false hope. Like a mom who <laughs> has a color-coded COVID-19 schedule for her kids. And I laughed so I laughed so hard because I am not naturally structured like that. But there is something to be said for you not having anxiety around this, yes. right? Like if you can deal with your anxiety as a parent cuz kids pick up on everything yeah. like if I sigh deeply my son's like what's that about you know <laughs> um what's that look for what is what's going on uh and just being able to say this is what we're doing next and not I know and again no shame if your kids have more screen time than normal I'm not judging that at all but I think it's gonna bite us all in the butt <laughs> if they become little screen time demons because they we all know they turn into gremlins if we let them <laughs> play video games for six hours and then we try to pry the remote out of their hands give it to me, give it to me. I know. They're just, it, they're insane. Yeah. So, we'll have them help too. Come yeah. Up with some ideas and, and be a part of that. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I mean, feel like the more they can expect in the structure, I mean, I'm not saying a plan and a, 
you know, you don't have to be one militant o'clock, two about o'clock, it. Three o'clock, we're doing this, but just some ideas, some some things that you can expect and lean on and know are normal, have some normalcy in there. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Well, I think that um, is there anything else that you want to add to that when it comes to family or talking to kids? Um, you know, I I think you're gonna see a lot of discord you know, being shoved in together. together (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, maybe now and then stopping and just asking, Hey, I, I reflecting like, Hey, I can see that you're really frustrated. What's that about? Or is there anything that you let them talk? Like, is there anything that you are scared about right now or frustrated with? Yeah. I'm in here with you all day. I get it. Well, (laughs) and I think also if you're if you are fighting over who rolls the toothpaste and who squeezes from yeah. the middle and you've dealt with that for the last 10 years, this is probably not the two weeks to figure that out. <laughs> you might want to let some of that go <laughs> for a while because <laughs> it's not getting solved today. And I think there's a great statistic from the Gottman Institute that's something like 90% of arguments in marriage are not solvable. Because <laughs> they're just, well deep. <laughs> they, you just learn to live with them, yes. you know? And so if we can be gracious with each other and yeah. recognize that normally, yeah, the well deep stuff is what's going on and people might have some really legitimate anxiety that they just need some compassion over. You got to tell you what goes so far is, again, expectation. So... As you're yes. starting to stay home, say, yes. hey, guys, this is going to be tough. We're, we might fight a little more. We might get bored. We might argue over what we're going to do. And if you think you're going to read 10 books, like yeah. that big stack of books that you think you're going to read, guys, <laughs> with the kids, no. Let's find new ways to beat ourselves up <laughs> and fail even when we're at home. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. Low expectations. Lower. Lower. <laughs> Maybe start out with, this is going to suck. No, I just don't. don't. No, I, but I, there's something to recognizing that this is going to be difficult and sure. allowing it to be what it is um, because cause some, some of this stuff is hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then also I think just if there's anything that you did beforehand to take care of yourself and that was a staple of you staying sane that is still safe to do, yeah. um, making sure you're still doing that. So if you like to work out... Maybe you're not going to the gym. Maybe you can find ways to do that at home. Or if you pra- normally practice yoga in a studio, can you practice at home? Can you journal? Yeah. Finally sit down and do yeah. something artistic. Or... Get enough sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Snap away. And I've seen, you know, I've seen all these posts from moms being like, we've got all this alcohol. We're ready. And the <laughs> truth is you do not need to be hungover. <laughs> With your kids. It does not just... all you don't have stuff, your kids there. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, it's just if, if, if it wouldn't be helpful for you in a normal yeah. situation, it's probably not going to be helpful for you now. Yes. So I think recognizing that, <laughs> you know, if coffee gives you anxiety... It's just going to be amplified. Yeah. If coffee gives you anxiety now, it's going to give you anxiety when you're home with your kids. And so, you know, drinking water, getting enough sleep eating regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that we're offering teletherapy. Almost every therapist I know is offering teletherapy. If you're not, if it's not safe for you to go to the office, you know, make sure you're not just canceling appointments and that you're still getting the support that you need. Absolutely. Yeah. Because if you needed it, it. yeah, no, if you needed it in your day to day life before you need it in a crisis too. So just make sure you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else? 
I mean, just when you find yourself really getting stressed, um, panicky, just stopping and really asking yourself what it is you're afraid of, what you can do about that, what you can't do about that, and try your hardest to let that go, and know that you're not alone in that. I mean, we all are. We're all, we don't know what's happening tomorrow. We don't know Mm -hmm. how the what the schools are going to do or yeah. how we're going to do this work. And I mean, there's all these things, money, um, time, catching up, future trips and vacation. We don't know, but we're going to, we're all facing it. We all are. And yeah. We're going to all figure it out. And yeah. And how do you alone. find joy today? Yeah. You know? Yes. What can we do about it instead? We yeah. can't do this. So now what? <laughs> well, I think, I think for those of us who primarily deal with our stress by escaping into the future or avoiding certain things mm-hmm. or, you know, distraction, that might be a real challenge. But if we can accept what's happening and quit avoiding yes. that this is difficult, yeah. then we can move forward and find the most joy that we possibly can yes. in whatever situation we're in. So. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I hope this is helpful. Uh, We will be back to normal in the next couple of weeks when it comes to our – well, I don't know if our lives will be back to normal. (laughs) I don't mean to giggle. But we should be back to normal with our normal podcast format. But, Erin, thank you so much for taking time in the middle of all this to record this. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we will see you guys around. You've been listening to the Firefly Movement Podcast. If you know someone who's bringing light into the world, you can nominate them to be on our show at our website, fireflymovement.org. Also, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review so more people can find us. See you next time.